right, welcome back to another episode of the Sam Deary Example Podcast. Episode three. Let's go. We We have a very special guest on today. Our first student guest named Elizabeth Schrader. Yes. Schrader, how are you doing today? So good. Good. Yeah. We just came from a biology class. Well, our physiology class. Here, move the microphone a little to the side so I can see your face. Sorry. It is interesting trying to have conversations with people with headphones on. Yeah, well, because I see you from across the table, but I hear you in the headphones. It's really weird. And it's going to be interesting to see what we can come up with on this first student-to-student podcast. So, Liz, what are you excited about right now in life? I'm so excited about school. You are? Yeah, actually. This is a new thing for me. Please expand. Expand. Yeah. Um... What in school are you excited about? I'm so excited about the process, about learning. Okay. Because when I came to college, didn't know how to study, didn't know anything about how to do school correctly. And then when I started to care about school, I was caring about the outcome. And when you're hyper-focused on the outcome, you're missing what you're doing in the process. And, like, you probably don't have the right process in place. And so recently, what I've been getting excited about, and I'm kind of sad this semester is about to end, because I'm really just hitting my stride. Is that a phrase, hitting my stride? Yes. Okay. I'm hitting my stride with my studies and just, like, building this awesome system that I'm super excited about. And two days ago, actually, was the first time I saw the true, like, fruition of this, um, because... I had a big exam, super nervous, super dense content, um, and I studied really hard for it, and I did well, and it was just like, boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) So, at what point did you say, you know what, I need to get my crap together, and then when you decided you needed to get your crap together, at what point in your college career did you say, you know what, I need to get my crap together? I need to get my I need time. to get my schoolwork and how I do it settled down. And then once you decided that, what was your first course of action to sort of figure out how to school? Mm. There are definitely moments or just times I did really care about doing well, but I just wasn't willing to put the hard work in, put the system in place. So how did you pass that threshold? Because <laughs> everybody wants to do well. Yeah. Everybody wants to be successful. Yeah. But there's a huge difference between having those little moments throughout the day of either disappointment or motivation to really do something well. And then you sit down in front of your computer and you try and do it consistently. And when that motivation goes away, here's something that's so strange. I'll be like so motivated about something. And then during the day, I'll like write a note to myself. I'll be like, I'm so motivated right now. Like seriously, I'll be like, I am so motivated that, for example, I can have a second chance at this accounting class. Because for accounting, I totally bombed the first exam. And now I'm in a a position because something weird happened. Somebody came into class and gave us a talk. So we had a – no, what happened was there was an exam that every – a little quiz. So we do a quiz once a week. And there was a quiz that everybody did really bad on. So we said, you know what? Everybody did really bad on it. Some people did really good on it. So I'm going to just take your lowest quiz and cut it out. And my lowest quiz was my first quiz, which I got a 50% on. 
and it's the only quiz that I got less than 80% on the quiz. So when he got rid of that quiz, it made it so that I could get an A in the class again. So when I'm sitting there in that class, I go, this is, I'm like super freaking motivated because I've been given a second chance Mm -hmm. and nothing really just makes me more excited, at least me than like totally screwing up and then getting a second chance. So I'm like, boom, I'm going to get after it. And then you get down and you get in the library and you have this little note written. I love writing myself notes. Sometimes I write it on my phone. I'll like write little things on my phone. Like, and I'll put it as the wallpaper so that I will never forget. That's what these are. That's actually epic. And I'll I'll sit down and I'll be like, remember how excited you were about that second chance? But you just won't feel any sort of type of motivation. Mm -hmm. And even though you know that you need to do it, you just don't feel like doing it at all. Mm-hmm. So like being able to get to the point where you can sort of, once you get into stride, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier. And there's something strange about it. It's the same thing with working out, which is why I'm not like for people who don't work out. I'm like, bro, why don't you work out? Just go to the gym because I've been working out since seventh grade. Right. So sometimes it's hard to get up and get out of bed, but it's just like a daily activity that I've always been doing. Yeah. So you say you're like hitting your stride now. And there was yeah. a point where you're like, I just want to be doing better. And you felt like you wanted to do better for a long time. Mm-hmm. How did you get from, I really want to do better, to I'm actually consistently doing the things that I need to do to get the good grades, which apparently you are now. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I think there were a few things at play. I think as far as mentally, I would say you honestly inspired me so much. Like, that was a huge part of it. Because I saw in our friendship, like, you realize that there's more you you realize that there's a higher capacity at which you can achieve and I saw you striving for that and I was like wait I want that and so I think I kind of had that in the back of my mind and when you first started bringing these things up to me and we were having like these really cool conversations you like articulated this thing that I had been turning around in my head but I didn't really understand what I was thinking or feeling and I think you kind of put into words what I was already thinking and feeling. And the fact that I saw you chasing that, I was like, wait, anyone can do that. Because you're so right in the way you explain it. Like, anyone can be better. Anyone can do. Anyone can set the world on fire. Anyone can set the world on fire. But I think practically also before that, there were other things at play where when I was studying well and then I would come to class – or go to an exam or take a quiz, and I actually understood it, and I actually performed well, and I realized that school is kind of fun when you know what you're talking about. And it's it's good to understand these things. It's <laughs> a good thing. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, why wouldn't I chase that? And it is way different than in high school when you knew enough to get A's on the quizzes. Right. And we studied together. We do. We have. We mostly just talk, but... Well, at at (laughs) first, but last time we studied together, it was fun. We were with your friend, Aaron. Aaron, if you're listening to this, it's a (laughs) (laughs) shout-out. And it was really cool because there's this huge difference between knowing what you need to know to get something on a quiz and then really learning something from the class right and that's the big thing with this class 
this physiology class is that I really wish that I would have started learning in the mm-hmm. class. And I think that's been the change, the change in mindset um, from chasing the outcome to improving the process as far as studying. Um, before, even when I did care about my grades, studying was always a chore. It was always this thing I had to do to get the outcome that I wanted. And I've actually found that when I fall in love with the process, when I pour myself just um, into learning it for the sake of learning it, learning it because I want to know it, not because I want an A, but because I want to know it. When you have that mindset, the outcomes take care of themselves. Okay. So what about somebody with a mindset? What if, what about somebody who just doesn't care, who doesn't want to learn, who's really interested in other things that, uh, school can't give them or they're really interested in spending a lot of time because I was thinking about this for a while that they're interested in spending a lot of time learning about something and they really can never make studying be anything but a chore because I've said to you like I really want to get good grades and you've said this before if it's just about getting the good grades you're not going to be able to get good grades it has to be about the learning yeah How, what about are there people who are just never going to think like that I mean yeah In my mind, anybody can get to the point where they're on fire. Yeah. But can anybody be motivated to the point where they want to learn physiology? I think that takes some perspective to understand that not everything has to have a point. (laughs) Okay, okay. That sentence made no sense. Let me elaborate. My dad gave me this advice once, and it's that there's inherent value in knowing things. And what he meant by that is that you don't have to use information for it to be valuable to know it. It's valuable in itself to obtain information. And so I think to that person, one thing would help is just this perspective that hey, even if I'm not going to use this in my life, in my career, there's value in learning something and having that knowledge. But don't you think that it's important to specify what you're going to put most of your time, effort, and resources into? Absolutely. Absolutely, I agree with that. But I think in your case, you're in this one physiology class that has nothing to do with your major, really. And that's the case where I would say there's just value in knowing this, and sometimes you, this is harsh, sometimes you just do hard things. Sometimes you have to learn physiology when you're a marketing major. Um, Would you major in it? No. And I think that's what you were saying there. Like, don't you think it's important to focus? Yes, absolutely. But I also think it's important to um, be able to do things well even when you don't want to do them. Yeah. Because my mindset initially with those types of classes were that you should just excel in whatever you do. But when your mindset is on to just excel in whatever you do, it does sort of lead to just the end goal. Mm -hmm. So there does have to be a part of you who just wants to learn, which I would argue that it is important for everybody to know something about their bodies and how they work and how they function. It's really incredible the way that your heart works. 
And just from doing that and going through the cardiovascular system, I was like, this is insane. What if I was paying attention at the beginning <laughs> of the school year? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's been cool, and it's been super fun. And definitely going into the classes with the Miami plan, which is our classes we have to take to sort of get a wide view perspective of the world. I'm definitely going to pay more attention and make sure that I'm learning and I'm learning and I'm learning. Because even when I leave this class, I'm going to have a lot more motivation to spend time actually learning about these things because it's really cool. I was listening to a podcast with Tony Robbins and Logan Paul. Yeah. And it was cool because Tony Robbins doesn't do anything medically related. All he does is give talks. He's a personality that inspires people, essentially. And it's cool because he's talking about all these different things that has happened in his life and he can understand what's happening to his body because he understands how it functions and how it works. Mm -hmm. So there definitely is value in that. Yeah. And I think that can be found in any subject. Just the value in learning it. Okay. So what did that for you, though? What made you realize, I want to learn instead of just get good grades? Our, our talking. Was that really a factor? Definitely. It definitely was... It, I just felt like it put into words what I was already feeling. Okay. And then I was like, boom, I can do this. Okay. But over that, I also noticed in you having more of a, a deeper conversion and growing in your Catholic faith. Yeah. Is true? I, I, do you yeah, think I that agree. that had any impact on it at all? Absolutely. So how you were growing in your faith had an impact on you and how well you did in your school? Absolutely. How so? I realized how true it is that everything is a gift and that the opportunity to be at this awesome school with all these awesome professors and awesome friends is something I'm going to have for a really limited time. And so in growing in my faith and recognizing that my education is a gift from God, I um, in turn came to the realization it would be a complete an utter waste of that gift to not try to excel. Yeah. And, and so it's ultimately an act of honoring God, the whole thing, honoring that gift. Yeah. And the other thing is as you get older, you realize things are temporary. Yes. You actually come to realize that things are temporary because in high school we didn't really have memories to look back on. We did. In junior high, I guess. But especially in junior high, there weren't really memories to look back on. There was just our childhood, which I don't know about you, but I basically just functioned. I was just right. a, a functioning human being. <laughs> you didn't really have super deep thoughts or definitely, I didn't have any memories. You don't have any memories when you're mm -hmm. five. All you have is being five. Yeah. So when you get into college and now you've had the experience of really close friends and virtuous friendships you're able to look back on it and be nostalgic and miss it and be and realize that time moves fast. Yeah. Um, I will say as far as the looking back and time moving fast, when I went into high school, people told me, those four years go so quick, enjoy it. And I'm like, yeah, right. And then they were gone. And then I leave for college and people say the same thing to me. And I say again, yeah, right. Four years is a really long time. And... A couple weeks from now, I'm halfway done with that four years. Well, you're doing five years, aren't you? If I get into the master's program, it will be five, but 
I can't build up ho- too much hope. Don't want to live outside reality. Well, as long as you're freaking crushing your class. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that I've been thinking about more, too. It's going. It's going by fast. Mm-hmm. And it's weird how we think of it day by day when it really is just kind of a continuous thing. Life is. And you just kind of need to recharge every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, now that I think of it, another factor is that I was always looking forward to the next thing, to post-grad. What am I doing after college? What am I doing after my first job? Um, All these things. And I also came to this point where I realized I want to live where I'm at right now. I don't want to live five years from now. Okay, that doesn't make sense. I don't want to. No, I, I don't want to live mentally when I'm 25, yeah. 30, 35. I don't want to think about that because when I'm 30, I'm going to be thinking about why did I waste all that time when I was 20. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to live in the moment, and so I've been taking things more day by day. It's so basic, yeah. I want to yeah. live in the moment. You're laughing at me. <laughs> um, taking it day by day, honestly. Like, what can I do today that? will help me to be a better person. How can I get 1% better today? Compound interest. Boom. Um, (laughs) How can I get 1% better today? And how can I actually enjoy today? Not in a superficial sense, but like what is actually going to bring me joy? And I found that learning and understanding things, there's joy in that. Here's my question. What do you think happens to you when you die? (laughs) what do I actually think happens um so when you die your soul and your body separate that is the definition of death and I don't know when you go to purgatory but the way I imagine it is that you die you're standing before God in the throne room And then you either don't go to heaven, you go to a place where no one wants to go. Wait, so you think that regardless you go to purgatory? Uh, That's not true. I don't think that's true. I think, let me finish my thoughts. Okay. Um, (laughs) And, like, if you're not going to heaven, you go elsewhere, which is really terrifying. (laughs) Ah, No. (laughs) I mean, that's the reality. It's a reality. Um. And then if you're going to heaven, you either go straight into heaven or into purgatory. So here's my question. You, you may think it's sort of strange that I dropped such a bomb out of nowhere. Right. But here's, here's Wait, is this, co- is this going back it to is the coming school? Back. It, well, it's kind of coming back to the things that you were saying. Okay. If when you die, your body and your soul separate, and you just either go to heaven or you go to hell, and you're spending time in school, learning things in school, and you're doing all these things and you're working all these jobs. Why does what you accomplish here even matter anyways? If when you die, how about this? If when you die, you go to heaven and you're in perfect union with God, why does it matter how joyful you you are here on earth? Why does it matter if you're doing things to help build up your happiness and help bring you closer to God and all of these different things if in the end... There's obviously the possibility you need to live well so that obviously you don't want to live well for the specific purpose of just going to Mm -hmm. heaven. But say 
you go to heaven, mm-hmm. and you're going to be in perfect union with God. Mm-hmm. What's the point of trying to be your best self and trying to be joyful on earth? Mm-hmm. If in just this small period compared to eternity, you're just going to go to heaven. What is? Who cares? Trying to become your best self, if you're doing it correctly, is actually going to bring you closer to the Lord and bring you closer to that full union with him. But if you're just going to get the perfect union in heaven, why does it matter how close you are to him on earth? That's a super complex question. Um, I would say... From my point of view, becoming your best self is becoming closer to the Lord. And so why wouldn't you want that? If you want perfect union with him, why wouldn't you make every effort here on earth? I also think there's something interesting that you said about how I liked your definition of death, your body and your soul separate. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? And why? What is the connection between our earthly bodies and our spiritual bodies? What's the connection? How do they work together? I'm only 20 years old, (laughs) Sam. (laughs) Here's what I think is really interesting. You have... I feel like you have an answer to your own question. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm interested to Take it away. (laughs) I'm moving the mic. Take it away. No, I'm interested to see what you think because I've been thinking about this lately. We obviously have some sort of two natures. We obviously have this nature that really wants to do things when we feel we want to do them. And then we have this other nature that tells us whether or not something is good and that we ought to do it. And this is also something that C.S. Lewis kind of talks about in Mere Christianity, is that you have this desire for something, and the feeling that you ought to do something can't be the same as the desire to do it. So there's obviously two different natures you have the human nature and you have this some sort of spiritual nature which makes you like god so the reason why it's so important that you sort of control your human nature is to use your intellect and your your sort of spiritual intuition in a sort of way Mm -hmm. And why it's also important is because the only way we can decide and the only thing that makes us different from animals is that we can decide how to best use our more animalistic nature. So the only reason why we aren't total animals in any way is because we have this spiritual side. And our spiritual nature is like God's nature. So the only way we're going to perfect our human nature is with our spiritual nature. And the only way we can perfect our our spiritual nature is by God, which is why relationship with God is so important. But then I think if it's all upon our spiritual nature and our spiritual nature is is what's like God, how can we be united to him on earth? That's a question for me. Wait, so... If our spiritual nature is like God and our human nature is not, how do we become like God? Reorienting, I think. But we're still going to have that disconnection from God, right? Right. Think about it. 
Who's the second person of the Trinity? Jesus. Jesus. He's human. Yeah. So you kind of have this realization that you can't be totally connected to God because God is only a spiritual being. Crap. Jesus <laughs> becomes human. The incarnation. Yeah. And that gives us the opportunity to be like God in our nature the way we are now, which is right. insane. But right. people always talk about how you can't really be perfect. And I just don't even know if that's true. You can be close. I mean, there will be no perfection until we're truly in that full union with God. But we can chase that with all we have. And we can get really, really close. And the other thing is, I don't think it's just you fight, 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 coming as close as you can on earth. Do, 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 do. Cut. Start the next scene. Heaven. Right. It's like we're continuous, infinite beings. Yeah. So our existence started at our conception, mm-hmm. and it goes on forever. Ever. Yeah. So what you do now is who you are forever. Yeah. And so since we have no way of comprehending life outside of this earth mm-hmm. or life outside of this universe, we think that it's just like cut heaven. Right. And cut that- hell. It's not. It's like this continual, infinite life. Right, and it's super hard to conceptualize, too, that you and I will never not exist. There's no one alive on Earth who will not exist at some point. We will all exist forever now. Our bodies won't. Yeah. Our souls will. And we were kind of talking about this one time, and I liked what you said. It makes you... It it makes it so you're not... What's the word? Disposable. You're not disposable. No. It makes life meaningful. And really important how you live. Yeah. Because there does seem to be some sort of strange thing about how when you die, you can't change your mind. Or you can't decide. That's what's weird to me. As I was thinking about this the other day. I love trying to be better every day. I love that it's hard to be good it's hard to be your best and I still fail all the time it's really annoying because I know I don't want to but I love it it's so much fun it's exciting and I almost don't even really want to go to a place where I don't have to try to be good yeah I found as I've gotten more into actually trying to be a better version of myself when I slip out of that I'm so bored and miserable, which I feel like really relates to what you just said. Yeah. It is miserable not trying to be better. Why? Because we're meant to be better. How so? Explain. (laughs) Explain. We're meant to be better. How do you know? What do you mean, how do I know? How do you know you're meant to be better? You just said you're meant to be better. How do you know that? I mean, I think the most obvious answer would be scripture and the things that the Lord has revealed to his church. Um, Make it very clear, like, we do miss the mark. And when you miss the mark, there's room for improvement. And since everyone misses the mark... That tells us everyone is meant to be better. 
So nobody lives the way that they're supposed to. And there's this sort of infinite consequence. So isn't doing anything outside of the way that you're supposed to live catastrophic? Yeah. I would actually say that's the perfect word for it. That you would do anything outside of the way you're supposed to do it. It's just... It means so much more, is what I'm just thinking. And that's what's sad about a lot of the things that um, go on in the world is people act like, like what we do doesn't matter. And it matters. We matter. Our actions matter. You have space. You take up space. You have weight. Yeah. You matter. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I could talk about this forever. But we're about at the 30-minute mark, and I think people get sick of listening to my voice. Elizabeth. Samuel. Thank you for coming on my podcast today. Of course. I hope you are honored that you are the very first student to ever join the Sam Deary Example podcast. I am very honored. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.